are listening to Retelling the Bible, a podcast dedicated to helping you hear familiar Bible stories in new ways. I am your storyteller, W. Scott McCandless. The point of this podcast is not to establish the actual historical events that stand behind the biblical stories, so much as it is to help us to hear them as the writers intended them to be heard, and as the original hearers would have done so. It is about filling in the story with color, texture, and emotion. In this inaugural season, we have focused on the Gospel of Luke's account of a journey made by Mary and Joseph from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Today, we wind up with one final look at how we might just see it all differently than we have always assumed. Episode 11, A Journey Reimagined. The couple struggles down the road. The man is carrying a sturdy staff and assisting his wife as she struggles beside him. Her belly is round. She shows every sign of pregnancy. And it is quite clear that she is near her time to deliver. The traveling is so difficult, but the pair does not stop They continue to trudge down the long and lonely road, even in the dark of the night. They are going to Bethlehem, the city of David. They are going because it is the ancestral home of the man, Joseph. All his life he has heard stories of the land that his family owned there, the land that God had given them so that they might be strong and prosper. He is going to claim that property in the name of God and in accordance with the law of the Jubilee. He knows, of course, that they will not give it to him. But he goes to make his claim all the same because it is the year of Jubilee and he will make sure that God's demands for justice are heard during this year, even if some will not allow their hearts to respond. The woman places her hand on her belly and stifles a sigh. She is struggling, coming to the end of her strength, and she fears that she will not make it to the destination. But she continues on because she knows that the journey is worth it. She knows already that her child will be no ordinary child that his birth will usher in a new age of God's justice. And so it is only fitting that he should be born on a jubilee pilgrimage to Joseph's ancestral home. 
Maybe there will never again be a king who will be brave enough to proclaim the year of God's jubilee. Maybe the Romans will rule forever. But because of the birth of her son, she knows that God will find a way to make that year real for her people. Joseph looks at his wife, his face full of concern. But she lifts her chin in defiance of his concern. And then, despite the extremity of their predicament, the two of them share a mischievous smile. As they have been walking, there have been signs of the Romans making preparations to take their big census. They have seen administrators and officials scurrying about, the movements of troops to provide security. They understand that it will be one of the most complex operations ever carried out in Judea. The Romans intend to use the data that it produces to strengthen their hold over every aspect of the lives of the people of Judea, to count their goods so that they can plunder them later. But when Joseph registers his ownership of the place that should be his home but that isn't, that would have been if it weren't for the policies of people like the Romans, he rather suspects that the information he gives to Caesar's representatives won't do them much good. It is a small act of defiance, but one that is very meaningful to them. It gives them the chance to demonstrate what they believe, that the land belongs to God and that God is the one who gives it to his people so that they might live and serve him. They also know that they are not alone in their quest for what is right for God's people. They have seen the small acts of resistance and defiance as they have traveled. They know that the faith of the people that God will be with them and God will find a way to bring them hope is still strong. They don't understand all of God's plans, but their confidence in God's leading only grows with each step they take. And so Mary and Joseph struggle on in a journey that has taken on a great deal of meaning for them. The eastern horizon turns gray and soon lightens. A new day is dawning. days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting 
a child. I know that this passage is well loved by our tradition. Just hearing it makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But there are a few things about the passage that make no sense, historically speaking. In particular, there is absolutely no evidence of a universal Roman census under Augustus, and the Romans never required people to register for censuses anywhere but where they actually lived. And yet I do believe that you can make this passage fit with what we do know about the history of the era if you interpret it in certain ways. Here, then, is my paraphrase of the passage. And it came to pass in those days that Caesar Augustus had a standing policy that all parts of the Roman Empire should have proper tax records. When Judea was first incorporated into the Roman Empire, which happened in 6 AD, while Quirinius was governor of Syria, the first census was therefore taken in Judea. But the people, provoked by Judas the Galilean, see Acts 5.37, rebelled. They called for a jubilee, which meant that all the people went to their own towns to be registered instead of remaining where they were. They did this to foil the Romans' plans to create good tax rolls, but also because they sincerely believed that God wanted a jubilee. Joseph, also in obedience to the call to Jubilee, went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, who also obeyed God's call, and to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. What do you think? Is it a faithful reading? I explain all my reasoning for this reading in my book, Caesar's Census, God's Jubilee. That brings us to the end of the first season of our podcast. Thank you for listening to Retelling the Bible. I do not at this point know when the second season may come or what we will focus on, but I hope when the time comes that you will listen. In the meantime, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. I'd love to hear any feedback from you. Go to Twitter at Retelling Bible or find the Facebook page Retelling the Bible. Many blessings to you all as you continue to appreciate this amazing book we have, the Bible. The theme music for this podcast is Ada by Kevin MacLeod. The additional music on this episode is called Aretes, also by Kevin MacLeod. You can find both at incompetech.com. They are licensed under the Creative Commons.